When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Also, you can help sponsor the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description on with the show. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money. From going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. 
The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for our black and white sports. We're going to talk about Dan Lebitard and Dana White and the UFC and Jared Cannonair and those statements he made the other day about we're broke fighters. Now, we'll get to why the hell are you broke again? Uh, because I'm not real sure. I understand the pay structure over at UFC. Uh, in most sports, there's a very close to a 50% revenue split. Most sports have unions. The UFC doesn't have a union. And it would seem to me like you could either choose to fight for the UFC or not and go do something else. Now, it should be noted that Jared, who fought the other night, he kind of went viral. He won a fight. He's the number three, I believe, ranked middleweight in the UFC. He won a fight and said, we're all broke fighters. And I'm like, hmm, are we really? Because I wanted to go look, just get some context for, we're talking higher end guys, okay? Chuck Liddell, Rampage Jackson, guys like that. But combined, those two fighters alone are worth $25 million. Hardly seems like broke to me. And, by the way, Jared has come out and sort of explained his comments further in the fact that he's not in a dire financial situation. Well, enter Dan Lebitard, who couldn't wait to take a shot at Dana White. <laughs> and guess what? Somehow, someway, used the mental gymnastics to tie Trump in with Dana, and that's why fighters are broke. Called Dana a dictator. A Trump dictator, no less. Well, we know, look, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I know Dan will probably come through here. I can only assume Dan hates our guts. Good. Good. I'm fine with that. Um, the fact is, somebody will come through here and see it. Maybe it'll be Mike, whatever. That's fine. Uh, but uh, Stu Gotts has carried his ass for years anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> look, I used to be a Dan Lebitard fan. I did, okay? But that was sort of before the days of, of just all-out wokeness, okay? Insane wokeness. He hooked up with the cocaine cowboy, John Skipper. Uh, they, you know, they were really good, close friends. Now they're working together. Look, and podcast, I mean, my God. They they awarded them and Metal Lark $50 million for podcasting. If you're worried about Jared being so broke, won't you throw him a million there, Dan? Uh, so, I mean, as long as you're being brave, courageous, and stunning, right? Help a brother out. Sponsor him for the next fight, Dan Lebitard. Throw him 50 grand for the next fight. Uh, I'm sure you can afford it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of calling you out here. I am. Uh, because, look, you could have talked about this all day long, but somehow you had to draw a political, a political correlation between the two. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know. I, I can only assume I know you hate Trump. Dan Lebitard rips Trump dictator... Dana White for underpaying UFC fighters. I don't know if he's capable of shame and embarrassment. Okay. During a post-match interview following the main event of UFC Vegas 34, winning fighter Jared Kennedy declared he can't afford to take time away from the octagon because he's broke. Well, in most cases, most people have to work to make money. That is a thing. Yeah. Like the rest of us. The blunt comment from one of the sport's top-ranked fighters sparked widespread criticism 
directed at the UFC, which notoriously underpays fighters. I'm not saying that, Dana. This article is saying that. Podcaster and former ESPN host Dan Lebitard revisited the topic during Monday's show after being dismissed by UFC President Dana White last year over the issue. Quote, he didn't even say it was bitterness, Libertard said of Kenny Ayers. I'm broke declaration. It's happening more and more, he continued, noting UFC fighters are frequently stating they don't have money despite winning. It's not with bitterness. They're just telling you to pursue this love that I have. I have to be broke and I have to keep fighting. Look, I know they love it, but at the same time, it is just a job, Dan Lebertard. He said on the Dan Lebertard show with Stu Gotts, I can't take a lot of time between my, uh, between fights because I'm broke. I have to keep getting out there whether I'm ready or not. Although a hundred to $200,000 for winning a bout might seem like a nice payday, it won't afford the fighter's ability to wait long before re-entering the octagon. Well, the fact is, if you ran a, a company and you your employees have to provide production for you to make money, you need them to want to come back and want to perform. That's just part of it. Uh, I worked in the corporate world for years. That's how this kind of crap goes. Fighters operate as small businesses needing to pay taxes along with high cost of agents, managers, training, and travel expenses. Quote, fighters in that sport are paid 18%, whereas in the sports they have unions and collective bargaining. It's close to 50% of revenue, Levitard explained. In 2019... ESPN entered a $1.5 billion deal to ex exclusively distribute UFC pay-per-view events. The, money, the sport has money, but the pay structure doesn't allot that to a lot of fighters. According to Lebitard, one, of, one way to fix it will be if the fighters form a union. Another route is pressuring Dana White. Quite, quote, I don't know if he's capable of shame and embarrassment, but you keep putting public pressure. Because he doesn't have any use for journalism, the podcast host continued, because he wants to do it his way, because he's a Trump dictator guy, and he doesn't have any use for unions or fairness or anything else. He just wants his money, and he gets his money, and keeps getting more and more power. Last year, Lebitard asked White why about fighters being poorly compensated and even proposed a charity fight with the UFC president in hopes of bringing more attention to the issue. The charity match never happened, and White dismissed the idea that UFC fighters are underpaid, ignoring calls from fighters claiming they're broke. Quote, when you start considering the desperation that is the soul and undercurrent of the fight game, Levitard added during his Monday show, choosing that as a living, fighting other desperate broke people for money is about as close as we've come to gladiator stuff. Well, we could use a little bit more gladiator stuff. Here we go. Now, Jared Kennier has since cleared up his broke remarks after latest UFC win. Okay, he comes down here and he says, this is on the MMA Hour. He says, quote, it's not dire. It's just a natural occurrence, if you will, Kennier said about his financial situation. Of course, coming off the injury, I'm not bawling out of control or anything like that. And a lot of people don't understand when we have these fights that we owe people money after these fights. After this win, 60% of my money is already gone. Between the gym, 
between management, between taxes. On top of that, I've got bills, credit cards, I've got kids, I've got a house up in Alaska, and I've got a house here. Well, that might be one place you want to cut a little uh, cut a little meat off the bone there. I've got car payments. That money goes. Money doesn't last forever. Okay? Right now, fighting is our only revenue. I don't have any sponsors or anything like that. Well, Jared, the first thing I would say is if you don't have any sponsors and you're the number three ranked guy in the UFC, and you if, you've, if you're paying an agent right now, I'd fire his ass. You should have supplement supplement income coming in by way of uh, supp- uh, supplements. I mean, just flat supplements. Not only supplement income, but getting paid from supplements, okay? Uh, and my God, how many different supplement makers out, are there out there for athletes, bodybuilders, et cetera, et cetera? They should be paying you and covering your training cost. Okay, whatever you're wearing to the ring, don't do that for free. Fighting is my only focus. I'm not out here doing commercials or anything like that. Nobody's asking me in the next Marvel movie. I'm not able to fight for the last 10 months because it put a strain on our pockets. So I'm glad to have gotten back in there. I'm glad to get two paychecks plus that main event bonus. I'm glad I'm not injured so I can do that. Okay, so he came right out and say... um, I'm not here to say the UFC isn't paying me because I'm getting paid pretty good from the UFC. It's just money don't last forever. Join the club, brother. I'm not out here bawling out of control. I'm not splurging or anything like that. I'm not stupid. I don't spend my money on dumb stuff. It's just life, I guess. I would like to get paid. I'm an elite-level athlete. Nobody's arguing that. I would like to get paid like an elite level athlete. Like it's one, uh, like the ones in the NFL and NBA and the ones playing baseball and soccer and doing all that stuff, they get sponsors. They get sponsors, but don't need sponsors. All they need is that check through the organization. That's what we need in the UFC. That's what we would all like. Okay, well, and, and he talks about I should have six figures in my account that I don't need need to even touch i shouldn't have to worry about it if i get injured i can't fight anymore what the hell am i going to do unfortunately that is my situation that a lot of fighters are in that i'm in myself my wife is ready to get up and go to work which is against the structure we have as a family i admire you for that brother she has there's so much at the house maintaining home taking care of kids okay man what you're talking about there is basically everything okay and he does go go on to talk about ufc's pay structure the guys do want bigger checks okay he says it doesn't have to be like the nfl these guys uh i'm not one of these guys that wants to be out here stunting on people flossing and splurging like that there's bigger and better things i could do with my money okay so look the guy is happy with fighting in the ufc and he just come right out and said you know i don't i'm not complaining all right, uh, so he, he completely cleared that up. Everybody wants to make more money. Everybody does. Uh, but, again, I'll just come right out and say it. Man, you've got to get some sponsorships. If you're that top-level elite athlete, there's no way you shouldn't have sponsors, okay? So I would call the agent and be like, what is going on, man? Why, why do I not have a creatine sponsor? Why am I not uh, sponsoring a glove company? 
Why am I not, um, you know, wearing somebody's shorts to the ring? Why is some kind of a freaking casino not on the back of my damn shorts and paying me $20,000 extra to enter the ring? You get my point, but that covers your expenses. And I'm not trying to tell him how to do his job, but you get the point. There are things that can be done. The other thing is, when I looked you up on YouTube, you have no presence at all. Dude, immediately go start a YouTube channel. You'll have like 100,000 followers in a month, and you'll probably be making an extra five or 6K a month off of that alone, off social media, off talking to people. Just just pull out your phone and start making videos, man. I mean, you are a UFC fighter. People will watch you. People will listen to you, man. There's other avenues. Okay, Jorge Mostovadol. Uh, 80, uh, 800 and something thousand subscribers. Chell Sonnen, good Lord, 800 and something thousand subscribers, okay? You might not have that reach yet, but you will. You are a UFC fighter, okay? And you do get paid ad revenue, all right? And then things spring off of that, all right? Uh, so, you know, again, I'm not trying to tell this guy how to make his money, but he shattered uh, some of his claims right there. Um, that Dan Lebatar's got an issue with. Now, let me get to Lebatard, because what the hell does this have to do with Trump, Lebatard? I'd love to know that. I'd love to understand that, except I know you're a leftist lunatic. You are, and you hate Trump with a passion. I mean, my God, you hate everything that has to do with conservatives these days. That's why I turned you off. Okay? God, you used to be really good at talking sports. You did. But then you got to get into these other conversations. You got into programs where you literally had radio shows where you would not talk sports. And you just told your audience, I'm not talking sports for four hours today. Like, we're not talking it at all for four hours. And I'm like, but you got a sports show, dude. So just F your, your, F your own listeners, man. I can only imagine. I went over and to the video that got posted on YouTube from this shit. And it's all a bunch of woke mother- listening to you just like just like you okay that is your audience all right i mean never mind trying to reach people in the middle never mind on the right okay you got to go after dana white the only reason you're going after dana white is because he's a trump dude you don't care about these fighters you absolutely don't care about these fighters you're trying to click the appropriate political boxes that's it the, the appropriate political boxes to make yourself look great. All right? Brave, stunning, and courageous. We all know that. All right? So, anyway, I, I, I saw Dan Lebitard had brought this up and somehow tied. And I, I'm willing to bet. Do you really believe that these fighters can't get a hold of Dana and sit down and talk about how they're getting paid or other ways to make money? Are these fighters doing that? Are they maximizing what they, their opportunities away from the ring these guys should all have sponsors if they're in the you know if they're a top 10 in every division they should have sponsors supplementing their income i mean come on that's ridiculous we got literal power lifters in town that are making money off local sponsorships so you can't tell me a ufc fighter can't okay i don't want to hear that all right i mean really Never mind the fact that, hey, you could get in a movie, get an advertisement, et cetera, et cetera. All right? Um, so, yeah, I appreciate the fact that Jared wants to make more money. We all do. We all do. 
But I can tell you right now, if it was me, my personal opinion, no way in hell I'd want to be part of a union. Because if you think the NFL, the MLB, and the NBA don't fight with their unions all the time and it's a total mess, you're out of your mind, okay? But they get paid a lot more money than the UFC. As much as, as, much as well as the UFC is doing, and look, you can't tell me Dana White's an old boxer, okay? He's an old boxer, and he knows what it's like to probably struggle when he was fighting. If you think that dude doesn't have some sympathy for that, I'm sure he does, okay? And if you're willing to work hard enough, you guys can become the next Rampage Jackson, Chuck Liddell, etc., etc. You get my point. I don't know why Lebetard had to bring Trump into this, but look, it checked his boxes on this. I got to, got a chance to talk about this. So, so tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Uh, I know this is a long video, but there was a lot to unpack to it. Okay, there was. Um, you know, I in part, I kind of wanted to talk to Jared here. All right? Um, you know, besides just the Lebetard thing. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, we're going to be talking about Matt's Kellerman once again. A few days ago, we put up a video stating that Matt Kellerman was going to be leaving ESPN first take. Now, no official word had actually come out. And even Stephen A. Smith talked about it um, a few days ago as well. And Stephen A. Smith kind of was indifferent about Matt's leaving. It seems like he really didn't care whether Matt stayed or not. He essentially said, if he stays, he stays. If he leaves, oh well. Okay, not the exact words, but it's clear as day that Stephen A. Smith and Matt Kellerman are not the best of buddies. I'm not saying that he hates the man, but they are they are definitely not the best of buddies. But now ESPN has officially made the announcement that Matt Kellerman will be leaving ESPN First Take. Now, I don't know when his, when his last day is going to be on ESPN First Take, but he's actually moving to daytime, uh, the daytime segment before uh, First Take. Don't know exactly what's going to be going on with First Take. My speculation is they will get guest hosts with Stephen A. Smith. Now, Stephen A. Smith, that is his show. He is the star of the show, and Molly's still going to be there. So they're, they're essentially going to treat this show the way it was when Woody Page left and Skip Bayless was, Skip Bayless was there on uh, First Take. But let's dive into this, guys. ESPN's Matt Kellerman exits First Take will host new show. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's read this here. ESPN's Matt Kellerman is exiting First Take, the morning show he has co-hosted since 2016. The announcement of Kellerman's exit from the show came Tuesday when ESPN unveiled his revamp radio lineup. But Kellerman set to join the morning talk show Keyshawn, J. Will and Matt, previously known as Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin, until co-host Zubin Mahente departed due to health issues. Now, this definitely seems like a demotion to me because this show is not nearly as popular 
as first take. Let's just be clear about this. He's getting his own show. He's going to be doing this show. and he, He's still going to have his Boston show as well. But this really does seem like a demotion to me. It really does. Kellerman has appeared on ESPN's popular first take alongside Stephen A. Smith and Molly Kieran Rose since July 2016 when he replaced Skip Bayless. No replacement for Kellerman was named, but the network alluded to an updated format for the show in its announcement Tuesday. I don't know what that update is going to be. Previous reports have suggested that Smith will not get a new regular co-host, but will be joined by a rotating series of guests moving forward. In addition to joining ESPN's radio morning lineup, Kellerman will also get a new series on the network, though no details were provided. He will also continue to host the weekly boxing show, Matt's on Boxing on ESPN2. Kellerman's afternoon radio show, The Matt's Kellerman Show, will come to an end when the new changes take Affect September 7th. Now, here's the thing, guys. I did not know Matt Kellerman had his own show. This is how terrible ESPN is. ESPN Radio is a complete dumpster fire. I did not even know he had his own show on ESPN Radio. ESPN is just a complete dumpster fire here. Okay. Um, we are excited about these new steps as we continue to build upon the impactful lineup we debuted last year, said David Roberts, ESPN Senior Vice President Production. These enhancements create even more cross-platform changes for hosts to better engage with fans throughout the day while delivering timely, compelling content. It looks like here that September the 7th is actually going to be his last day on ESPN because it says here, Kellerman's... Uh, Afternoon radio show, the Matt Kellerman show will come to an end when the new changes take effect September 7th. So September 7th, I'm assuming is going to be his last day over there at ESPN First Take. So they're going to be changing First Take. I don't know exactly what that means. Do they want to kind of differentiate themselves from um, Undisputed? Because Undisputed is, is essentially ESPN First Take. Except it's on FS1. Same format, same everything pretty much, except you have Skip Bayless over there. But that's the news, guys. Matt Kellerman officially departing ESPN first take. I'm pretty sure that Stephen A. Smith will probably not probably not miss him whatsoever. Not saying that he hates him, but it's clear as day. Stephen A. Smith does not have the same love for Matt Kellerman that he did have for Skip Bayless, because Stephen A. Smith was actively trying to recruit Skip Bayless back to ESPN. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Matt Kellerman out of the door. How do you actually feel about this? He's getting his own show. I have a bad feeling about that. He still has a radio show that nobody knew about. That's coming to an end. Matt Kellerman, I believe, is going to fade into black. On ESPN now. I really do believe that, guys. Anyway, let us know think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.
Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream, sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. Totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, it seems the wokey-woke-woke super-wokes are back at it again. This time, they're coming after another mascot. The Kansas City Chiefs, their horse, out of there. Washington Redskins, oh, can't have that. They're out of there. This time, supposedly, the Irish are offended by the leprechaun at Notre Dame. You can't make this shit up. I'm laughing because I am like over 50% Irish. If you can't tell by the red hair. And I cannot imagine another Irish person being offended by the leprechaun mascot at Notre Dame. The fighting Irish. But they are. So they're now they're trying to cancel it. This is unbelievable. Let's get to this story. It's by way of Joe Kinsey and Outkick. The Wokes at Indie Star. I don't know what an Indie Star is, but okay. Couldn't wait to fire off a message to Notre Dame to get comment over a recent survey. Oh, another survey that found the Fighting Irish mascot 
as the fourth most offensive college football mascot. The survey conducted by Quality Logo Products, a t-shirt and promotional products company in Illinois, was conducted online with 1,266 participants who were, quote, encouraged to set aside Encouraged to set aside personal feelings and focus solely on the mascots. And then the company took its results and turned them into a post clearly aimed at creating a five-star Google SEO for the company. Then the company sent out an email to media outlets with its findings. A woke editor at the Indie Star, oh, maybe that's the Indianapolis Star, Uh, I don't know, assigns the Google SEO post from some no-name t-shirt printer and tells the reporter to get a comment from Notre Dame about this whole offensive mascot thing. Oh, good God. I guess this is the survey, most offensive mascots. And, by the way, the, the Seminoles, they actually have an agreement with Florida State. You know, the actual Indians. That's right. Uh, so there is the leprechaun. Uh, the Mountaineer is offensive, I guess. And Pistol Pete at Oklahoma State is also offensive. Sparky the Sun Devil. Oh, we got another Pistol Pete down here, and we've got a Cavalier. Wow, you people are literally offended by everything. You're a bunch of lunatics, crazies, nutcases. Notre Dame responds. It's worth noting, by the way. Yeah. There is no comparison between Notre Dame's nickname and mascot and the Indian and warrior names and mascots used by other institutions such as the NFL formerly known as Redskins. <laughs> Notre Dame's communication team said in a statement, quote, none of these institutions were founded or named by Native Americans who sought to highlight their heritage by using names and symbols associated with their people. Quote, our symbols stand as a celebratory representation of genuine Irish heritage at Notre Dame. Well, you're not supposed to celebrate that. A heritage that we regard with respect, loyalty, and affection. The school continued. By the way, did you guys know that uh, many Irish were also slaves? I'm just throwing that out there in case y'all don't know history. Now, I know most of our subscribers do. Absolutely. Now, how do we know the most offensive mascot survey is a fraud? Hawaii's Billy the Warrior mascot guy retired from his duties after the 2011 college football season. The Wokes are completely offended over a mascot that hasn't been around for 10 years. Do you think the Indy Star noted that Billy hasn't been around for a decade? Nope. Wow. But the paper did make sure to include a 2018 quote from OutKick Woke All-Star Challenge participant Max Kellerman to insinuate Notre Dame leprechauns is so offensive. Quote, many Irish Americans are not offended, but many are. Kellerman told the Wall Street Journal for an article on removing mascots. Should that also change? The answer is yes, unequivocally yes. Negative stereotypes of mar- marginalized people that offend, even some of among them should be changed. So if one out of every ten people are offended, you're supposed to wipe the mascot away. Once again, we're bending the knee to a minute, small, 
fraction amount of the population yet again. That's right, a school that is highlighting its own heritage, its own heritage, should change its mascot because it's offensive. Just another day in the life of the wokes. That is crazy. And it, make no mistake, they went out and they, they sought out that quote from Max Kellerman, a virtue signalers of all virtue signalers at ESPN. Hey, Max, how's first take going these days? <laughs> That's great. You cannot tell me, I cannot imagine an Irish person being offended as tough sons of bitches that we are, possibly being offended by a leprechaun. Does that mean we're not getting more of those terrible leprechaun horror movie sequels? Warwick Davis, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, wow. We are literally offended by everything. By everything. Or could it be... Can I just throw this out? I'm going to say it. Maybe some woke leftists are offended by the fact that a mascot is a white dude. Has anybody thought about that? I'm just saying, so's the Mountaineer. Hmm. So's Pistol Pete. Hmm. Interesting. And yeah, I know they got Native Americans on there too. But you get my point. After they're done with the Native Americans, then they got all the white dudes to take care of. That's interesting to me. That is very interesting. This is ridiculous. Cancel culture has gotten out of hand. And now they're going after the Notre Dame Fighting Irish Leprechaun. Somebody is offended by a guy dressed up as a leprechaun. Lucky Charms, you better hide, hide your Lucky Charms. They're coming for you next. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. The absurd keeps getting crazier. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. We're going to talk about creepy Joe Biden and him hosting the radical WNBA into the White House yesterday. Uh, for full disclosure, why the hell is he wasting his time having a sports team into the White House right now with what's going on overseas? I find that downright appalling, tone-deaf, ignorant. Wow. I mean, really. And, and not only that, but then you uh, praise these S SOBs as brave, brave and stunning. Uh, this drives me nuts. Uh, so, let's get to this. Good God. A league that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for sucking on the teat of the NBA. Biden praises WNBA champs for their social justice activism. Fox News. Joe Biden honored the 2020 WNBA champion, Seattle Storm, on Monday, celebrating their success on the court and hailing the four-time title holders 
for changing lives with their activism. Good Lord. The visit marked the first time that an NBA or WNBA team has visited the White House since the Cavaliers were praised by Barack Obama in 2016. Presidents typically host college and major sports champions for a White House ceremony, but the two big basketball leagues skipped their celebrations during Donald Trump's administration as several prominent players and coaches were outspoken about their opposition to Trump's rhetoric and policies. Biden marveled at the team, which includes five Olympic gold medalists and its feats on the court. He also took a moment to note the team's efforts to spotlight the issue of police brutality and black communities, promote voter registration. Oh, don't get me started on that. Speak out about violence against transgendered people and encourage Americans to get the jab. Quote, what makes this team remarkable is they don't just win games, they change lives. Biden said, that's what winners do. Would you know a winner if you met one? I'm not so sure. They shine the light and lift people up. They're a force of change. That's the Seattle Storm. That's the WNBA. That's a team that's kept alive by the NBA's money. Storm co-owner Jenny Gilder also praised the team's activism and noted WNBA players' efforts last year on behalf of Democrats Raphael Warnock, a repugnant human being, John Ossoff, a repugnant human being, in their winning Senate campaigns in Georgia. Warnock defeated Republican Kelly Loeffler, co-owner of the Atlanta Dream. Of course, essentially, she was forced to sell her team because her WNBA players got mad that she was not going to support the organization Black Lives Matter, which we all know we've found out is basically a big Ponzi scheme. Uh, it feels good to bring back... Uh, it feels good to be back in this place and have our achievements celebrated in this way. Storm forward Brianna Stewart said in her brief remarks at the ceremony. Before the visit, Seattle guard Sue Bird, good Lord, said that President with President Trump out of office, she was happy to visit the White House. Quote, now it's back to a place where it's considered an honor. You are a joke, Sue Bird. Many WNBA players, including Bird, have been outspoken in their embrace of social justice movements, such as Black Lives Matter, which President Trump categorized as a violent radical ideology. Well, if the shoe fits. President Trump also was critical of Bird's fiance, U.S. soccer star Megan Rapinoe. Quote, I think for a very long time up until 2016, going to the White House was an honor. It wasn't necessarily political. You guys have made everything political. You are literally the, the pot calling the kettle black at this point. You have made sports political. You have. All you NBA and WNBA players have drugged your politics literally out on the court. Not off the court, on the court, when people are trying to consume your product. Now, to be fair, nobody consumes the WNBA. So, yeah, anyway, I think for a very long time, up until 2016, going to the White House was an honor. It wasn't necessarily political, Bird said before the visit. It was to meet the President of the United States, the person who holds office that, off, that acknowledging your team's success. 
During his campaigns and presidency, President Trump got into several public spats with prominent athletes and coaches who sought to use their celebrity to spotlight social justice and other issues. President Trump lashed out at Steph Curry and the Golden State Warrior teammates after they declined a customary White House invitation. And then he goes on to talk about how brave and stunning LaChina James is for his social justice efforts. This is a joke. Number one, these teams should have visited while President Trump was there. It's the one time that these athletes should have put their personal political feelings aside and went up there and went to the White House. But they couldn't seem to do that because, you know, orange man bad. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Look, I don't, I don't give any of these players a pass because they're all out there preaching false narratives, okay? They're spreading uh, fuel to the fire to the public. Now, look, they're going to only influence what I call low-information voters, okay? Those kind of people, all right, that won't do their research and find out. Let's keep it real. A lot of people that are lazy and don't want to sit down and do their research and find out the real scoop about things like police brutality that won't do their research and find out the real scoop on the scheme known as Black Lives Matter. You're you're funding that. The money was going to the Democratic um, the the Democratic funds to be able to uh, run their campaigns while Patrice Cullors buys four houses. I mean, let's come on, let's be real here. Uh, they only influence, like I've said. Like LeBron James, they're only going to influence the weak-minded, but they do influence them, which in turn means that we really need these players to shut the hell up and just go ball. Okay, if you can't do your research, if you can't be, if you can't be truly, truthfully informative without preaching a mainstream narrative, we don't need to hear from you. Okay, uh, because you know what. That makes you ignorant, and we know you're just out there virtue signaling. You don't really most likely care about a lot of the things that you're out there promoting behind the scenes. A bunch of hypocrites, too, is one thing we don't like either. Um, I find this, look, I, 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 I'm going to keep it real. I find this appalling that with everything going on right now under Biden, that he would waste his time on this. That he would waste his time on anything to do with sports. I know this is a sports channel, but it's BS. It's BS that he would take the time out of a schedule to meet with the WNBA, a league that nobody cares about. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Creepy Joe and the WNBA, a perfect combination. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. There is no bigger social justice activist nutcase out there than Megan Rapino. Not I'm not even sure LeBron James goes as far as Megan Rapino. 
Of course, a member of the U.S. women's soccer team. We don't know for how much longer. And, as we have found out, a failing endorser of Subway as half their customers have literally voted and said, we don't want her involved in your brand anymore or we're not eating any more of your sub sandwiches. That is verifiable data. Also, Megan Rapino recently had a former teammate, Hope Solo, come out and said, Megan Rapino was bullying teammates into kneeling during the national anthem or before games for the sake of social justice activism. Well, I just shot a video about the WNBA Brave and Stunningly going to the White House. Now that President Trump is not in the White House anymore, went up there so Joe Biden could praise them for all of their social justice activism involving police brutality, the BLM, you name it, he praised them for it. Well... It just so happens Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe are engaged. Yeah. So, anyway, while they were up there during this ceremony, Joe Biden could not help himself. He had to champion. He had to praise Megan Rapinoe, who (laughs) literally a teammate. They underachieve at the Tokyo Olympics because they can't focus on the game. They're too worried about how they're going to play their activism out. Obviously, there was discord on the team. There was infighting on the team because of Megan Rapinoe and what she was trying to do to teammates. And now you have Joe Biden. I'm not calling him that. Joe Biden up there while he shouldn't have time to do this. Now he's up there praising Megan Rapinoe for all of her work. So let's get to this article because, honestly, when I shot the other article, I didn't see this. They didn't talk about it on the Fox News article. Uh, Shame on them, by the way, for that BS. Biden champions Megan Rapinoe in White House ceremony after she was accused of bullying teammates into kneeling. God. U.S. President Joe Biden on Monday said... Basketball player Sue Bird and soccer star Megan Rapinoe, listen to this, folks, represent, quote, represent the best of what America stands for. Oh, God. All right. The remarks by Mr. Biden (laughs) come in the wake of allegations by Hope Solo a former U.S. women's national team soccer star, that Megan Rapinoe, quote, almost bullied her teammates. And it's funny because there's a lot of different ways they are saying that out there. A lot of different ways. There's even a hit piece out there by a uh, by by somebody in the media, and I might actually do a video on that, on Hope Solo. Her soccer teammates in the kneeling during the national anthem a way for athletes to express solidarity with racial justice movements in the U.S. and elsewhere. Mr. Biden, who honored the 2020 Women's National Basketball Association, champion Seattle Storm gave us a shout-out, gave his shout-out to Miss Bird and Miss Rapino, who are a couple, as the White House celebrated their success. 
He also praised the stars for changing lives with their activism. They define integrity, are you kidding me, and character. And as an American, I am proud of how they represented us and they represent the best of what America stands for, Mr. Biden said of the power couple. The last team to visit the White House was the Cavs, then President Barack Obama. Biden praised Sue Bird, Jewel Lloyd, and Brianna Stewart, the team of three players who won gold medals at the team's USA uh, Olympics. How'd Sue Bird or uh, Megan Rapinoe do? Uh, Quote, what makes this team remarkable is they don't just win games, they change lives. That's what winners do. They shine light and lift people up. They're a force for change. And he goes on to talk about some of the stuff we talked about earlier. And, of course, Donald Trump, President Trump, is a big critic of Megan Rapinoe. Quote, Megan should have never disrespected our country, the White House, or our flag, especially since so much has been done for her and the team, he said in a tweet. Good job, Mr. President. Well, so Joe Biden... Bravely praising Megan Rapinoe. Um, I got to tell you, um, people on the left are supposed to be so tolerant. Megan Rapinoe is supposed to be so tolerant. But yet, we find out that she bullied teammates. You notice they said almost bullied. Bullied teammates into kneeling. And like I said a minute ago, that caused obvious issues on that women's soccer team. They should have won. The gold medal. They should have. But there was obviously some kind of disruption. Obviously some kind of infighting among that team. They ob- and Carly Lloyd is retiring. And as we know, Megan Rapino is thinking about retiring. And I think it's awfully odd that she brings up retiring. Literally, I believe it was the same afternoon when Hope Solo came out with her allegations against her. And all the uh, uh, almost bullying on the women's national team. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Uh, Once again, I'm going to sit here and say it. Why does Joe Biden have time to host any sports team to the White House with the tragedy he's got going on overseas and down at the border? He has no business doing this. None. Your priorities are effed completely screwed peace i'm out till next time thanks for watching the show be sure to like comment and subscribe be sure to tune in next time on black and white sports you're tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now All right, Black and White Live fans, we're going to be talking about Cam Newton again and Undisputed's Skip Bayless because Skip Bayless has come out and laid the smackdown on Cam Newton because Cam Newton refuses to get the jab. Now, it's his choice. He can do what he want to do. You can do what you want to do. This is America. We're supposed to have freedoms on what we're going to put in our bodies and what we want to do with our bodies overall in general. But it seems like, you know, the sports media really doesn't want these athletes to do 
what's best for their body with their own doctors. Now, these people out there in the media, they act like they're medical professionals. They act like they want to give you medical opinion. Just because somebody in the media tells you to get the jab doesn't mean that you should get the jab. Now, on this channel, we have never told anybody to get the jab or not to get the jab. We always tell you do what's best for you. Check with your healthcare provider because we know not everybody can get the jab. And just because you get the jab doesn't mean you still can't catch the virus and spread it. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. Skip Bayless calls Cam Newton's refusal refusal to get vaccinated incomprehensible. You jeopardize your chances of keeping your job. Now, folks, we know that the Patriots have Matt Jones. I've already said before that Matt Jones is going to be the starting quarterback by week four. I've said that. Now, if Cam loses his job, I don't think it's going to be because he didn't get the jab. I think he's going to be strictly performance. Okay, but let's move on. It says here the decision by NFL star Cam Newton to not get vaccinated against COVID-19 is now putting his career as a starting quarterback in question. Fox Sports host Skip Bayless explains that he respects Newton's decision, but he's also baffled by it. Does he really respect Cam's decision? Okay. At 32 years old, Newton is the incumbent quarterback for the for the New England Patriots, clinging to his starting job as rookie Matt Jones tries to show he's ready to take over. One thing Newton couldn't afford to do is miss time. Now, Cam is going to be out until Thursday, and it's absolutely ridiculous why he's out because he's unvaccinated and uh, has something to do with uh, unvaccinated players going out of the local area of their team. And he had to go there for an approved medical appointment and he tested negative every single day. So there's no reason for him to be in quarantine. But I digress. It says, but because of NFL protocols for unvaccinated players, the veteran quarterback is currently in quarantine for five days, missing key opportunities to prove he deserves to retain the starting gig. Now, Belichick has already said that Cam's a starter, and I truly do believe that. But I do believe that Matt Jones is going to take over. I mean, they drafted Matt Jones number three. He was actually the third quarterback overall, I believe, to get picked, not number three overall. He's going to get the job eventually. But Skip Bella says this, quote, it's his choice as an American citizen to decide to to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. Bella's knowledge on undisputed. And I respect his choice to decide one way or the other. It is incomprehensible to me from a distance. Bayless later added, no matter what Cam's reasons are for not getting vaccinated, that he wouldn't go ahead, close his eyes and plunge and get vaccinated because that's the only way to maximize his team's chances of winning and your chances of succeeding. Now, Skip Bayless, my question to you is this. Do you know the medical history of Cam Newton? Are you his doctor? Do you know anything about his medical situation? That'd be no, no, and no. Now, Skip Bayless is acting like Cam should do it just because he wants to keep his job. What if Cam, Cam can't get it? What if he cannot get the jab? We, I know we sound like a broken record, guys. I know that. But we try to be rational on this issue with the jab when we actually tell you guys this. That's why I don't like these people in the media going out there and telling these players you better get the jab. You better get the jab. You better get the jab. The jab is not for everyone. 
Skip Bayless, you're not a doctor. You're not Cam's doctor. You don't know his medical history. He may have some condition that his doctor would say, you're better off not getting this. But the media in general does not care about this. Um, It says here the cause for Newton's absence has been deemed a misunderstanding about tests conducted away from NFL facilities. Despite the possible misunderstanding, NFL Network reports there are people within the organization who are frustrated with this situation. And by the way, folks, Cam already had the virus last season. He already had the virus last season. Maybe he still has antibodies. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but maybe that's the case. But Skip Bayless continues on here. He says, why would you jeopardize your chances? Why wouldn't you maximize your chances of keeping a job if if that that if, if it slips away? I'm not I'm not sure you're going to get another job. Close quote. Now, if he keeps his job, I think it'll have nothing to do with him getting a jab or not. It has nothing to do with this. But this is the media out there telling these athletes once again what to do with their body. And they are in no position to tell these world class athletes what to do with their body. Cam is constantly getting tested. He hasn't tested positive. And the media, they just need to accept this. Now, my question is, Skip Bayless, are you vaccinated? Is your partner Shannon Sharp across from you vaccinated? You guys sit across from each other every day, not wearing a mask. Have you guys gotten a jab? I mean, personally, I don't care. But you guys seem to care about what athletes actually get the jab or not. So what is your vaccination status? Personally, I really don't care. It's none of my business. It's none of my business if uh, Cam got the jab or not. And it's none of your business if I got the jab or not. It is all right. Skip Baylor says he respects that. But his comments don't seem. His comments seem to tell another story on this. It really does. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans. Skip Bayless blasting Cam Newton because he doesn't want to get the jab. Skip Bayless and all these other crazy people in the media are acting like they're medical experts on the jab, you know, when we all know they're not. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. Well, you can't make this stuff up, folks. Guess what? Cole Beasley is officially in the COVID-19 NFL protocol, along with fellow receiver Gabriel Davis and star Lutalele. But there is some very interesting irony to all of this. As we know, Cole Beasley has been the most outspoken NFL player that has been blatantly against getting vaccinated, and he's not ashamed of it, and he won't be quiet. Well, here is the story, and you're not going to believe the irony of this. Bills wide receiver Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, and defensive tackle star Tula Lele 
will miss the next five days of practice after being deemed close contacts of a trainer who tested positive for COVID-19, a league source confirmed. All three tested negative for the virus Tuesday morning, but must miss practice anyway. That is utterly absurd. The trainer that has COVID-19 is fully vaccinated, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter. The New York Daily News was the first to report the news of Beasley and Davis being in quarantine. The NFL's policy, which heavily restricts unvaccinated players while allowing a return to near normalcy for vaccinated players, sparked criticism from Beasley in June when he tweeted that he was not vaccinated and he would continue to, quote, live my life like I want. The NFL policies include more frequent testing, mask, and social distancing in team facilities during team travel for unvaccinated players. It also requires unvaccinated players to stay away from a team for five days if they are deemed close contacts with someone who tests positive for COVID-19. Vaccinated players do not have to quarantine if they are in close contact. Wow. Now, uh, one of the sentiments I'm reading out there, uh, because I saw this story partially, I'm calling pro football talk out, because as we know, the head of pro football talk is head Corona bro, Mike Florio. Okay, Michael David Smith did the, did the article over on Pro Football Talk, and at least at the time that I went to read it, they conveniently left out the fact that the trainer was fully vaccinated out of their story. Imagine that. Now, they may do a retraction. They may do an update, and they do that. I don't know. But at the time this news broke... Pro Football Talk just conveniently left the fully vaccinated part out of the story. It had to be all about Cole Beasley. And what I love, one, the one thing I do like about Pro Football Talk is I get to see some of the reaction from fans in the comments. And it is crazy how many people believe, cut Cole Beasley. He's an insignificant player to the Bills. Well... That's just not factually accurate. Cole Beasley was the Bills' second leading receiver in 2020 with 967 yards in 82 catches. The other guy, Gabriel Davis, had seven receiving touchdowns. Also second on the team. Should Gabriel Davis be cut, guys? I'm just wondering to the folks calling for Cole Beasley to be cut because he's quote-unquote an insignificant part of the Buffalo Bills. Interesting. Uh, Cole Beasley, for his career, in case you're wondering, has 468 career catches, 5,000 yards, and 33 touchdowns. Uh, One, two, three, four times he's had over 600 yards. Four times he's had over 65 catches. That is not an insignificant player. To a football team. Cole Beasley is a clear-cut number two wide receiver on the Buffalo Bills. Okay? 
So for anybody that believes he's an insignificant player, Star Tutalele is also not an insignificant player. Neither is Gabriel Davis. And I'm very interested to see, will everybody come out and talk today in the media about the fact that the trainer was fully vaccinated? We've been very vocal on this channel. If you choose to be vaccinated, that's great. If you choose not to, that's great. We do believe that's your decision to make either way. But when you start calling for players to be cut because they've chosen to be unvaccinated, well, here you have a player that's unvaccinated, tested negative for COVID-19, and has to set out for five days while the trainer still gets to walk his ass around the building because he's fully vaccinated, I would assume. I haven't seen... He didn't say anything about the trainer being kicked out of the facility. Now, I'm sure he will. I'm sure they'll take him out of the facility. But it's funny how that's not getting play in the story whatsoever. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. And this goes to show what I was just talking about with the NFL having a problem because of their policy involving this. They have said, we're not making up games. We can forfeit games if we have a breakout among unvaccinated players but what happens when you have a breakout from fully vaccinated players are you also going to cancel the game is the game going to get forfeited are the players that are fully vaccinated going to forfeit their salaries now in fairness the NFLPA come out and said there's no way they're going to cancel games or forfeit salaries good for the NFLPA to call Roger Goodell's BS bluff Tell me what you think, black and white life fans. The irony here is not lost on us at Black and White Sports. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.